Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Film Focus, episode 127, the review for The Suicide Squad. South, East, and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, the Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And yes, I know it has been around a month since my last upload, but I have to say I have been going through some like personal dramas that have made the podcast difficult to do, so I had to hold off on doing it until now. So we may be having a staggered release during like the next month or so, so please bear with me. Um, but yeah, we're here to finally talk about the Suicide Squad, the James Gunn Suicide Squad, the one that will save us all. <laughs> um, I've been hyped for this film since it was announced. I was hyped from the little snippets that we got at DC Fandom, and then with each trailer that showed up afterwards, I'm like, this has James Gunn's like style and humor and weirdness all over it. Give it to me. So the fact that it's out and people can finally see it is just madness to me because, you know, during pandemic times things just feel so far away and the fact that it's finally here just brings me much joy but before we get into that i do need to bring up just my original thoughts on the david a suicide squad film from 2016 now at the time i thought the film wasn't too bad and i did think it was better than batman vs superman because i found bvs to be a very long moody and tedious experience and while there were certainly elements within that madness that I actually quite liked I feel like the film just didn't come together all that well especially when you consider what the extended edition had which was cut out of the theatrical version but I think I enjoyed the Suicide Squad at the time just for some of the characters namely Harley Quinn, Deadshot and Jai Courtney's Captain Boomerang and El Diablo as well, he was pretty good because he was the only character that actually had an arc in that film. But I think I also enjoyed it just because of the colors and some of the... Uh... Actually, no, that was it. <laughs> but then after I thought about it for a few weeks, I'm like, no, this film is actually really annoying me. And the more I thought about it, the more it pissed me off. I think it was just a waste of potential. There was so much problems with the editing, the pacing, the overbearing soundtrack, and several of these characters who were supposedly so bad, but they end up doing little to nothing. And for a team that was assembled that could potentially take out Superman, as Amanda Waller put it, these guys didn't look that useful. Besides maybe Killer Croc, the marksman skills of Deadshot, and um, El Diablo, everybody else on there is just some f bumbling buffoon who could have easily just gotten shot and taken out or ripped apart or used some sort of magic thing and they would be done. It was a poorly assembled team with none of their attributes shown to the highest degree and the action was just plain, the weird goop monsters that they went after were worse than the Chitauri from the Avengers, there was a blue light in the sky, Enchantress was a weird hip-shaking witch um, and uh, there was so much 
dumb in that film that just didn't make any sense now i know david ayer has come out on multiple occasions saying that that was not the film he intended to make and there have been some talk about like him having his own you know uh director's cut that would basically fix everything but i don't know how much of the inherent issues are baked into the plot itself and even if you did turn it into something a little bit more serious i don't know how much that would save that film but you know that's another conversation for another time. But anyway, how is the Suicide Squad? Is it better than the original? Well, we will find out in this review. And while I will try to avoid doing like, you know, crazy comparisons between the 2016 film and this new one, they are inevitable. So I will try to be fair, but you know, if it does come up in conversation, it will come up. So as per usual, as we do in these reviews, we'll talk about the story, characters, presentation, and overall conclusions. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump in. Alright, and now it's time to talk about the story, and it can be summed up as the following. In the Suicide Squad, we have Task Force X, a squad made up of inmates from Bell Ref Penitentiary, who are sent on a covert mission by Amanda Waller to infiltrate the island of Corto Maltese, in order to destroy a Nazi-era laboratory and the secrets that hide within. And that is basically the way for me to describe this film without going into the area of spoilers. Now, the main thing that I really enjoyed about this film is down to three words that all start with the letter C. Cohesion, consistency, and character. Those were the key elements that really, you know, reverberated in my mind after I saw this because I had a damn good time with this film. It's so fun. It has life. It has energy. It's quirky, weird, violent, but it also has depth and heart. And the latter I did not expect at all because from the trailers, you're, expe you're expecting essentially a super fun, violent and crazy good time. But for there to be moments where the film stops to have at least a little bit of heart with the characters for you to feel for them so when certain actions go down later on you actually give a damn about what's happening, I appreciate that so much. And while I don't feel like the humour always lands, I feel like it was fairly consistent and it, it had a lot of really funny moments but they were some subtle things whether it was characters having like you know short interactions or a bit of physical humor or someone just waving it's really really good and just in terms of how you'd compare it to the previous film i would say this film was just very cohesive and consistent and that was what the last film severely lacked you could tell that that was just a mixture of tones and plot elements that didn't have any sense of cohesion and when that film tried to implement you know, some moments of heart, it just didn't feel earned and it felt forced. And that was probably the major thing I would probably say about Suicide Squad 2016. That felt forced, where everything else in this film felt like it was meant to be there. It served a purpose. Even subtle things that would come up in the film later on, it all had a through line and it was consistent. And yeah, man, this film just leagues above in the story department. Alright, now it's time to talk about my favourite aspect of this film, the characters. One of the most important things when you have an ensemble cast is being able to give a crap about everybody on screen. And I feel like this film does a great job with the cast that you have. You are introduced to a bunch of people in a very short space of time, but everybody has their moment to shine. And when you have the main cast who happen to 
that you have to be following throughout the film, they are all given moments for you to understand who they are, given a bit of their backstory, and then see their alliances form and then you see them as a group so that when they're taking out the bad guys there's a sense of coordination and camaraderie between the people and chemistry 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 i cannot shout that word enough that is what this cast of characters have as opposed to the previous film where besides maybe deadshot and harley quinn no one else had a sense of banter or chemistry where you felt like oh yeah these guys could you know potentially form a friendship so that when it comes down to the line they're working together to you know basically keep each other alive you didn't feel any of that in that previous film but here these characters even though some of them have like you know just met each other for the first time there are a few of them who have known each other in previous occasions and just the way they form those connections it feels real, it feels nice, and there are some really nice moments between these characters where it's just like, this feels authentic, this feels how you would, you know, basically form a friendship under very, like, you know, short circumstances. Because, you know, on a few occasions, maybe you have been out on holiday or on a night out, especially when you're drunk, and you end up forming a friend for the night. You're just like, yo, this person's awesome. And, oh, man, it just felt so nice, man. I, I had a big smile whenever I saw these guys interacting on screen. Gunn wrote them so well. So let's start out with the characters themselves, shall we? All right, so let's start with Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Now, I know for some, her interpretation of the character has been a little controversial amongst fans where they have found her a little cringy or annoying or not quite capturing that spirit of the character that certain people like from the animated series or the comics but I feel like this is probably my favorite version of Harley Quinn so far she's quirky she's odd and she's also just like very very good at her combat scenes I felt like in the original Suicide Squad, she had no noteworthy talent. She just ran around with a bat and, you know, it's just sort of was a light brawler like the rest of everybody else. But here, we got to see a lot more of her uses in terms of her athleticism, her, like, you know, ruthlessness, and just how quirky and fun she can be in the midst of combat. Clearly, this film understood the character a lot better than the original Suicide Squad did. And while I would have liked, I guess, a little bit more of certain Harley quirky-isms that you found in the animated series, I still feel like Robbie was really, really good. Her character was a little separate from the team for a little while, but when she had her interactions with the team, it was so good. And then you have Idris Elba as Bloodsport. Now, originally, everybody thought he might just be like replacing Will Smith's like Deadshot from the original film, but then we got Bloodsport instead. And it is interesting how there are certain elements of this character's story that mirror Deadshot from like the 2016 film, but everything about his character is so much more interesting. There is a lot more layers and depth to this character, and the relationship he has with his daughter is fabulous. I don't want to go back and say too much about that, but seeing it on screen, it is just like super fun to watch. And I like how this guy... He is very tough, very cool, very like, you know, was it uh, lethal and like precise about everything that he does. But he also has a few quirks that make him pretty funny as well. And seeing his interactions with certain other characters was just fun 
But then there's John Cena. Good Lord. I didn't think I would love Peacemaker as much as I did, but he was great. He's this ruthless guy who wants to kill at any cost in the name of peace. And just seeing his mindset is very interesting. But then also seeing this sort of uh, interactions that he has with Bloodshot throughout the film and how they're trying to one-up each other. Good Lord, it's so fun. This guy has some of the best lines, the best scenes. And whether it be, you know, verbal or physical comedy, like Cena has it down. I would say this is probably his best role to date. He was really good. And then you have Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg. Man, I thought he was okay in the previous film, but this film has a much better handle on the character. He is a very straightforward kind of guy, but you see that he has a little bit of depth, a little bit of caring for like the people involved. And, you know, he's one of the sort of guys that's just like, come on, let's just go get on with the job. But I just thought he was really cool. And that is something I couldn't say for his previous outing in this role. Kidman is definitely on an upswing in recent years in terms of the roles that he's picked. And man, it's just such a far cry from when I saw him in that 2014 Robocop film. I was just like, oh, he's so trash in that movie, but he's so much fun in this one. And then one of my absolute unexpected favorite people, Sylvester Stallone as King Shark, aka Nanawe. Oh my gosh, he was great. King Shark is this big man shark dude who's really dumb he sort of seems slow-witted but he's so cute and the way in which he has his interaction with the other team members like some people look down on him some other people like you know find him endearing and when he does get into combat he f messes up people in such a filthy way whether he's eating them or ripping them apart i'm like good lord he has some really great action scenes and seeing how he comes to, you know, trust and befriend the group is really nice and endearing. I didn't expect to be as attached to this character as I was, but he was really, really good. And then you have David Dasmalchin, at least I hope that's how you say his last name, as Polka Dot Man. Oh my god, that guy was great. So much fun. His character is so odd. But then when you find out about his, uh, you know, his history and some of his quirks, oh my gosh, it changes, like, you know, your perspective on him. But, yeah, his whole polka dot thing, insane, but really fun. I also liked uh, Daniela Malchor as Ratcatcher 2. There was so much heart to this character that I did not expect at all, but she was great. She's like this super tired, like, you know, almost lazy looking individual who has like the ability to control rats. But oh my gosh, she ended up being like one of my favorite characters in the movie. Really, really good. Viola Davis returns as Amanda Waller and she is still just as great as ever. Viola Davis, in my eyes, can't do any wrong. And I love just seeing Viola Davis just get aggressive and angry. And when she's shouting at people or just telling like, you know, uh people to stay on target and stuff i'm like good lord you don't want to mess with viola she has one of those super intense faces where it's just like i don't want to be on the wrong side of that conversation i'm gonna leave <laughs> um jay courtney as captain boomerang was fun uh peter capaldi as the thinker was really good as well i quite enjoyed his character although i wish i'd seen more of him um I also really liked uh, Michael Rooker as Savant. Oh my gosh, he was he was great. 
he he was exactly what I was expecting, but also not at the same time. Like, damn, man. <laughs> oh, he, he was good. Oh, and how can I not talk about Weasel? Oh, my gosh. He was played by Sean Gunn as... James Gunn tends to enlist his brother to take on some of these more quirky and strange roles. And oh my gosh, he looks weird. The way he moves is weird. And the weird like little cries and noises he makes when he's like, you know, just sitting there talking. You don't know what the hell this guy is going to do. But he's so weird and strange. And yet at the same time, you just want to see what else he does. Whether he's just looking at people, walking around, licking the walls and stuff. You're just like, good gravy it was disturbing and yet i was intrigued definitely one of the standout characters in the film for sure and yeah the rest of the cast were really great as well i could talk about several of the other cast members that's in this film but we'd be here forever i just you know everyone that i just mentioned were my highlights in the film so far all right and now it's time to talk about the presentation so on the visual side, I would say this film was really nice. It reminded me of those sort of 1970s war films, just in terms of the visual aesthetic, especially once they get to Corto Maltese and you have that initial like action sequence on the beach. But yeah, it was really nicely filmed. I love the way the camera sort of glided in and out of certain scenes where it felt like it was handheld. So you got right close and intimate with some of the stuff on screen, but there was also the way in which the camera handled certain um, zooms and tracking shots. And I'm like, man, this just feels a lot more zany and quirky than the previous film, but it feels in line with what's happening. It didn't feel like it was a distraction and the editing felt very nice, felt consistent. And there wasn't too many cuts during some of the action as well. Everything was clear. I like the color palette of this film as well, where it felt, you know, mostly like your standard film stuff. There were certain moments where the colors really shined and stood out and the visual effects, especially for like characters like Starro and King Shark and some of these other sequences where you just see characters getting dismembered or exploded and stuff like that. All of it looked pretty clean and didn't look like, you know, it was distracting at all. Although there was one sequence in the film where the visual effects just sort of came out of nowhere and I was just like, I kind of get why this is here, but I don't know why it was used. I could have done without it. It was sort of like if someone went on an acid trip and then decided to put it into a film, that's what it reminded me of. But yeah, I would also say the action sequences just in general, I liked them. They had a lot more memorable nicely choreographed stuff whether it was the hand-to-hand -hand combat sequences or seeing people getting sliced and diced exploded and stuff like that it was very creative on a few occasions and there was just some really fun inventive super violent filthy material and i'm like yo this is great and again a far cry from what we had with the original suicide squad because with that film i felt like that film didn't have a proper grasp on everybody's abilities and they didn't really create that many memorable scenes for these people to really show off their stuff a lot of it was just your standard oh yeah punchy punch and then occasionally some person would throw out like um a unique ability mainly like el diablo or something like that but here everybody had moments to shine and especially towards the final act of the film where everything just goes over the top into crazy town it was some good stuff 
And then you have the film score by John Murphy. Now, I looked him up on Wikipedia, and besides his contribution to Kick-Ass, along with Henry Jackman and the other person who I'm forgetting, I don't think I've actually seen a film where he was the sole composer. But I thought his music for this film was pretty solid. I quite enjoyed it. It had that sort of emotional moment for when that was required, but also... It does whatever, you know, a good film score does, which is match the scenes that it's in to enhance what's happening on screen. So I am very pleased with what he's done. and I'm hoping that he gets more work because there was a massive gap between Kick-Ass and this film in terms of his, uh, you know, composing, you know, work. So I'm hoping that he'll get more work in film soon. All right. So now we come to the conclusion. Overall, I just really, really enjoyed The Suicide Squad. It was exactly what I wanted, but also had a few unexpected moments with the story and characters that pushed it over into more enjoyable territory for me. If I was to rate it in terms of how I would compare it to James Gunn's previous efforts, I would say this might be my second favourite film that he's done, just below the original Guardians of the Galaxy. I feel like the humour just wasn't quite there for me, but overall, this film was just so fun. I really enjoyed what they did with the story and the characters. The sense of familiarity that we got with these characters in a very short space of time was really good. The cast were really, really fun. I really liked the action. It was so over-the-top crazy and well-choreographed. And again, James Gunn's direction, you felt it all over the film. And it was just a joy to watch. I would highly recommend this and I would probably say yeah The Suicide Squad is probably my favorite film of this year so far. Um, I know we've only had like a handful of options to pick from but this is the first film that I came out of just feeling very positive about the experience you know. So now I turn it to you ladies and gentlemen. What did you think of The Suicide Squad? Did it meet or exceed your expectations or were you one of the interesting bunch that preferred the 2016 edition? You'll have to let me know in the comment section below. Also, check us out on SoundCloud, where I'm primarily based, but we're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all those other sort of noteworthy places where you can find podcasts and stuff like that. And yeah, man, also, check me out on Twitter, where I'm at Hypersun55 or at FilmFocus55, and check us out on Facebook as well. That's where we're lurking, too. But yeah, that'll do it for another episode of Film Focus. Thank you for listening, as always. And until the next time... This is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace.